On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Charlotte Morris was enrolled in violin lessons when she was just four years old. That sparked her interest in music, and she went from there to teach herself how to play guitar, piano, ukulele, banjo, and mandolin, just to name a few. After high school, she majored in musical theater at Northwestern University and minored in music theater. In 2018, she joined the band Lonesome Traveler. In 2020, she moved to Nashville to focus on her music career. Charlotte joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about her musical journey and her second full-length album release, Wild Child. Hi, Charlotte. Welcome to the show today. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with us a little bit this afternoon about your music and your career. Where am I talking to you from? Um, so I'm at home in Nashville right now. Okay, awesome. Um, how long is, has that been your home all along? Um, no, so I moved here about two years ago now, a little over two years, which is crazy because it feels like I've been here for so much longer. Yeah. And simultaneously, like, I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was living in New York City beforehand. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, COVID kind of switched up all of my plans um so ended up moving down here at the beginning of 2021 where did you grow up i grew up outside of philadelphia um and my parents are both still there so um actually when i moved out of new york i went and stayed with my mom and stepdad for a while outside of philly and so had some quality time (laughs) isolating with them uh, for a couple months (laughs) so you started music if i uh uh, remember correctly uh, playing violin is that right yeah yeah I started violin uh, classical violin when I was four wow. <laughs> um, and then from there kind of yeah picked up um, guitar and other instruments piano um, and taught myself a lot of things and took some lessons um, and kept studying violin and then found voice and musical theater and writing and it's just kind of all spiraled from there and you went to school for theater is that right yes yeah i went to i was a musical theater major (laughs) um so lots of theater in my bones did you um is that what you did after school yeah i moved to new york um expressly to pursue theater and um I, i mean i was doing it for my first three years out of school before, yeah, before, as I mentioned, COVID kind of threw a wrench in everything. Um, so I was in New York auditioning and performing around the country, and I was on a few tours. So that was really exciting and, and really fun. And um, I definitely miss it sometimes, but yeah. I'm really happy here in Nashville now. So was the the um, COVID uh, the pivot point for you to switch into music? 
Yeah. Uh, well, so I was doing music um, while I was in New York as well. So uh-huh. I was kind of, I was trying to split my time between the two and it ended up being kind of like, I was trying to do like this 50-50 thing, which didn't work. So it was like some months were more theater focused, some were more music focused. Yeah. So I did release music while I was in New York and I went on my first kind of like solo acoustic tour while based out of New York as okay. well. And then um, COVID is what kind of, one, it shut down all of my theater jobs, all sure. of my prospective yeah. theater jobs. <laughs> right. And it was kind of the thing that made me decide, like, you know, I'm going to go all in on music, focus on it 100%, and move down to Nashville. Had you already been writing then some prior to the switch? Yes, yeah. I started writing when I was like 12 oh, okay. <laughs> or so yeah and i mean definitely not songs that the public ever needs to hear but, <laughs> everybody's um, got to start yeah. somewhere right <laughs> exactly so started writing pretty young and then kind of fell off of writing my own stuff during college just because i was so focused on theater and then when i moved to new york i actually that's when writing came back to me and i was writing a ton because it was this huge life change. It was like the biggest shift that I had ever had up to that point. Mm-hmm. And the only way for me to really process through it was to write. So ended up writing a lot of songs about that change and that move. Um, and that was what my first EP was. Was It's called To New York With Love. And it was all about my kind of transition into New York City. Yeah. And yeah, it's just continued from there. And was that the uh, music that took you out on your first tour? Yeah, yeah. So started with that, and actually, um, that and that's what took me out. And along that tour, I came through Nashville and um, worked with um, a producer, Mitch Dane, down here, who's at Sputnik Sound. Mm-hmm. And so we recorded my second EP um, in Nashville. And that's that was my first time being down here. And I just fell in love with the city. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know, like, in the next 10 years, maybe I'll move down here. Once I, once I kind of get my fill of theater and then COVID decided that it was going to happen sooner. So. <laughs> so what, what do you, um, what do you mix your time with in Nashville now? Is, is it specifically just music or do you have some, uh, you know, some side jobs that you do or, or is it focused entirely on songwriting and, and uh, working this career? Yeah. I wish that it was 100% focused on songwriting and and my music. Um, But at the moment, I do also work, um, you know, to pay the bills. I work for a financial tech company that's based out of San Francisco. So a total 180 from everything else in my life. Wow. So is that, uh, I guess, a remote kind of job then? Yes, yeah, I'm fully remote, which is amazing, and they are super supportive of of my music and my career here, and so there's a lot of flexibility for me to be able to get into the studio and go on the road because I am fully, fully remote. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I lucked out. Um, so what kind of demographics do you, uh, is your fan base? Where do you, where do you fit in that spectrum of roots, Americana, bluegrass, folk, alternative country? Do you, do you know, do you have a feel for where your, where your music is landing? So I, 
That is a good question that I constantly struggle with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think genre-wise, I really do span a number of of different areas, um, kind of depending on the song. I think that I fit really nicely into the Americana Mm -hmm. genre because Mm -hmm. there's influence of folk and country and um, even some like pop rock and jazz every now and then. And so it's really this fun just like amalgamation of of feeling mm-hmm. um and so when i'm asked like what genre are you usually i stray away from from specific genres because i think that it's you know i i write what feels authentic to me in the moment and yeah. sometimes that's more country sometimes that's more jazzy um so it just to me is like genuine emotional music um and but I do think, you know, up until now, I've found some really, I, I've found some good following in like the country and Americana spheres. Mm-hmm. I've gotten some good like radio play in the country world, um, especially with my song Tennessee. It kind of falls more into like country folk. Yeah. Um, and I have a few more on my upcoming album that kind of lean lean a little bit more country as well. And so have gotten gotten kind of like a foot in the door there which has been really nice so you are two albums in is that right so you you currently have your second album on the way is that right yes yeah it'll come out at the end of september okay and that is called wild child uh yes wild child yeah okay um you mentioned earlier about your your previous tour. What does that look like, or what did that look like, and and do you plan to do that again? You know, as far as um, what types of venues, you know, house concerts, uh, coffee houses, or were you with a with a band? You know, what what type of audience did you connect with um, yeah, the first time out? Totally. So my tour in 2018 was like honestly, it was a wild experience because I had never. One, I was still kind of figuring out like what what my music was, who I was as an artist. Yeah. Um, and I was driving from New York down to San Antonio, Texas for like for a theater gig. And I was like, well, I'm driving anyways. Let me plan a tour for myself mm. and and see like see if people will even have me like I had no idea and I didn't have like I you know I didn't have a booking agent I didn't have a manager I didn't have anything and I was like let me just I'll just cold call people basically and and see (laughs) and I I'm like I I again I I think I really lucked out I mean obviously I I reached out to a ton of people and I put a lot of work into it but I got really lucky that people wanted to yeah, have an acoustic, acoustic folk country Americana artist come and sing. And it was a lot of, um, there were some like coffee shops and like bars, but it was a lot of house concerts. I did a number of like so far concerts along the route, um, which is like so far sounds if you're familiar Uh with them. uh And, um, and just kind of like any place that would have me, I was like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll play for 30 minutes. I'll play for two hours, yeah, like whatever okay. you want. Right. Um, and so got, I think for me, that was just like a really big learning experience because sure. that I played around New York a fair amount, but I had never really played outside of the city. Um, and so just got exposed to a lot of stuff 
had a lot of fun, met a lot of fun people. I um, didn't want to pay for hotels in every place, so I used an app called Couch Surfer. Uh, <laughs> yep. Basically, yeah, stayed for free in random people's homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, met some really amazing and wonderful people. And um, I think now I've I've learned a lot, and I'm also older and have you know more people in my kind of like music sphere, more people supporting me. And so I don't know if I would do a tour exactly like that again. Um, but last summer I did a, a radio tour where I went station to station to uh, places that have been playing my music. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a tour there. And I think next I would want to go out on the road, you know, supporting somebody, opening up for somebody. Oh, yeah. uh, so okay. hopefully that's hopefully that is on the horizon soon. And so that would be for the new album that um, doesn't really drop yet until the end of next month. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what are you what are you doing in the interim? Do you have um, Are you playing locally there in Nashville? Do you have some regular gigs for that type of thing? Yeah, I actually have a lot coming up uh, in the next like two months, just all as like a lead up to this release. Um, so playing a lot around Nashville, I'm playing the Bluebird Cafe for the first time at oh, the cool. end of this month, yeah. which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm going out to Knoxville also at the end of this month, and I'm playing uh, the Blue Plate Special, yeah. which is fun. Um, I actually, I did that back on my in my 2018 tour, so I'm excited to to see them again and and be back in Knoxville, and then have and then have a few things around Nashville as well uh, before before we just like totally go into album mode and there's a lot of like press performances around Nashville um, as we hit like mid-September a lot of like TV and radio and and things like that Mm -hmm. to promote it so it's gonna be busy but it's gonna be really fun (laughs) yeah that's cool so the songs for this album did you write them specifically for this album are they songs you've collected over the years tell me about that process yeah this is actually the first um the first album where i didn't go in ahead of time being like either either writing the song specifically or having like a a, a chronological story Uh um if you listen to my first album everything was written very specifically for that album and i i like when people listen to it in order because it's very much the start of a relationship all the way to the relatively traumatic end of the relationship. Whereas this one ended up just being, um, I was working with my, my producers here at Charlotte Avenue Entertainment, and I sent them a whole bunch of songs that I had, you know, recently written, and then some that I had, you know, written a couple years ago and just had never really I'd played them out, but never really recorded them or done mm, much with them. Yeah. And we picked our favorites. And um, these are all just songs that I love and I think really like define me as a person and me as an artist. And I think it's a really nice look into my life and mm-hmm. s- some of the like most personal struggles that I've gone through in my life. Uh, so I think... I think some of the songs on this album are really some of my most like vulnerable and personal to date. Um, And I think it's just like a beautiful collection of tough times and good times. And hopefully like people listen and they can relate that 
you know, life has yeah. its ups and downs and that's kind of what this, what this is. Yeah. Do you have, um, a type of, what's your tour going to look like? Do you have a type of venue that you'd like to spend more time in? Is that, you know, what you're going to do this fall and, and what does that look like? Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm actually playing my first festival this fall. I'll be in Greenville, South Carolina oh, for cool. their fall for Greenville. Uh-huh. Um, so that's really exciting and that's just gonna be so much fun and music and food and, and, um, so really excited for that. So I definitely like to add more things in that realm uh-huh. to, to, uh, an upcoming tour. But additionally, I really love, um, like listening room style places. I think that my music, the, you know, listening to the lyrics for me is really important. Like I put so much story into each song and they really are so specific and emotional and they're very, you know, like my friends will listen to something and they'll be like, I know exactly what that's about. Or like, I know who that's about. (laughs) And so the lyrics, like being able to hear all of that in, in tandem is really important. So those types of venues where folks really come to absorb the music and listen and be present is those are my favorite places to play. So that kind of vibe is definitely what I'm, what I'm aiming for with, with an upcoming tour. Cool. How far ahead are you looking? Are are you writing songs for the next project yet? Are you not quite that invested into the future? So I don't know exactly what comes next in terms of like releasing, but I am constantly writing. Um, I kind of went through a writer's block rut at the beginning of this year. I don't know if it was just like being overwhelmed Uh in life (laughs) um, or if, you know, there just like wasn't much to write about. I'm not sure, but I actually like, I got kind of worried because we were like, you know, four months in and I was like, I haven't written anything or what I had written, like I wasn't happy with. And then about like a month and a half ago, I don't know what happened or what switched, but like the floodgates opened and I have been writing constantly and writing a lot of songs that I'm absolutely in love with. And they're a little bit different than some of my older stuff, which is really exciting. And so constant, yeah, constantly writing and hopefully we'll get back into the studio um, closer to the end of this year to then plan for releases for 2024. And how do you store those songs? Do you just have them written on paper? Do you have a rough version of the song recorded, uh, you know, a tape, MP3 kind of thing, or are they just still in your head? Um, they are. So <laughs> I I have rough, like, recordings of all of them, just, like, on the, like, vo- like voice memo app yeah. on my phone. Yeah. Um, and then... Recently, I've been writing, I've just been throwing like lyrics and chords into, again, like the notes app on my phone. But I do have every once in a while, I'll then take those and transfer them into Word documents on my computer. Okay. Uh, so I do have everything stored like in a in a specific folder <laughs> on my <laughs> on my desktop. Yeah. Um, so that I don't lose them or forget what they sound like or anything <laughs> like that. So when you put it into a Word doc, uh, do you... And you pull that up, you know, six weeks from now. Do you, are you able to recall the melody, or do you have that also stored somewhere else? Um, it it depends on the song. Honestly, there are some songs where, like, I'll have written them, you know, years before, and I'll pull up the word document and I'll know 
exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, okay. Um, even even songs that like I haven't recorded or performed out a lot, they just I don't know they stay with me. But I do have uh, like like voice memos of all of the melodies yeah. as well, so that if I if I do forget or I at least like need a little refresher, um, I can go and listen to that. <laughs> and- That's cool. Yeah, awesome. So the album is Wild Child, comes out late September. How can people get in touch, uh, um, get a message out to you anticipating when the album is going to release and, and where, where can they find it? What are your socials? How do you like to keep in touch? Yeah, so um, Instagram is my main kind of like social media, but I am currently working on getting more active on like TikTok um, and Facebook and everything like that. But my socials are um, at Charlotte Morris Music. So you can find me pretty much anywhere under that under that little at. Um, and then I'm on Spotify, on Apple Music, um, pretty much wherever you listen to music under Charlotte Morris. And that's where the new album will come out on September 29th. And I also have a few singles from the album out already. And so people can go and take a listen get a little sneak peek um kind of of, you know at what the album's gonna feel like so i have three singles tennessee good kind of hurt and your number one are currently out from the album right now and web address um charlottemorrismusic.com cool well thank you charlotte this has been fun i enjoyed talking to you and wish you well with it and uh sounds like you're getting ready to have a really cool fall. So good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.